You're listening to Forecast, the marketing podcast for professional services leaders. If you're looking to generate more leads, win more deals, and take your firm to the next level, this show is your shortcut. Hey there, folks. Welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Ahmed Munawar, Chief Marketing Officer at Boutique Growth, where we help professional services firms build actionable marketing plans so they can generate more leads and win more business. In this episode, we're talking about video marketing, and I'm going to make the case as to why video has to be a part of your marketing mix going forward. But before we get into that, if you haven't yet joined us inside our free course on the five P's of lead generation for professional services firms, which is, by the way, a video course, that's something you're going to want to check out right away. Inside the course, you'll get a proven step-by-step framework to generate a flood of new business for your firm. You can grab immediate access to the entire course at 5leadgen.com. And you can spell out five or use the number. Either one works. That's 5leadgen.com. So in today's lesson, I'm going to make the case for video marketing. And then coming up later in the week, I have an excellent interview for you with a video marketing expert named Paige Wilhide, where we're going to be talking about how to get started with video marketing and how to kind of overcome some of the mental and psychological roadblocks that will stand in your way. So let's start by talking about why video marketing. Why is this something that you have to take very seriously for the sake of your business? If we look at online consumption habits, they're always changing. You know, in the earlier days, even 10 years ago, 15 years ago, blogging was the best way to communicate an idea. If you wanted to get your message out there into the marketplace and to attract an audience of followers who are interested in what you have to say, maybe will actually buy from you, the best way to do it was to start a blog and start writing articles. And that was partially due to the fact that, you know, the internet was relatively new and there were slower connection speeds and it wasn't easy to produce multimedia, let alone share it and distribute it. So text and blogging and writing articles and white papers and the written word was the best way to communicate an idea and spread it among an audience. And then audio became pretty popular you know, really earlier on, actually, 10, 15 years ago, podcasting made its first appearance and it's recently made a resurgence in the last, I would say, five or six years. And that's largely because mobile phones are now ubiquitous, right? Everybody has a mobile phone in their pocket, which is essentially a portable radio where they can listen to audio content wherever they are. And they don't need to be watching or paying attention with their eyes. They only need their ears. So you can listen in the car while you're commuting or on the train or while you're washing dishes or while you're exercising or whatever you may be doing. As long as your ears are free and you're not doing anything that's mentally challenging, you can listen to audio. And now video is quickly becoming the kingpin of content marketing. And that's for a few good reasons. The first is it's now really easy to consume video, right? We have very fast internet connections. You know, we're all on Netflix in the evening, browsing movies and watching TV shows. It's really easy to stream high quality video content. And so we do. The second is that video makes it very easy to digest information. You've got the combination of audio, someone's voice, you're hearing the information being communicated to you, but you're also seeing something on the screen. There's the auditory plus the visual elements of the communication makes it very easy to consume more information in a less amount of time. You can consume a lot in a one, two, three minute video, whereas it would take a lot more time to consume that same information in text. The third reason why video is a force to be reckoned with is that it's easier now to produce video than ever before. 
you've got, you know, so many cameras to choose from. You know, in the early days of video marketing, people used to use those flip cameras, right? And those were pretty easy, pretty effective. Now you got DSLRs are all very, very powerful video recording devices. And above all else, your smartphone now packs a really strong punch. Everyone's got a video recorder in their pockets. You know, if you've got the iPhone 7 or the iPhone 7 Plus, that is a powerful recording device that produces really, really high quality video and everybody has one. And the fourth reason is that all the social networks are quickly gravitating towards and embracing video. And this is important because it's the social media networks that largely dictate our online consumption habits because we spend most of our time online on things like Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Snapchat, Instagram, like that's where we spend a lot of our time. So whatever the experience is like on those platforms is what we get accustomed to. And they're all embracing video, right? Facebook Live is huge. Facebook video is huge. Instagram's now got Instagram stories. Snapchat is an entirely video-based platform. So all of these platforms, Twitter and Periscope, forgot that one. All of these platforms are quickly gravitating towards video because they know how powerful it is. And hey, while we're talking about social media, let's take a look at what Mark Zuckerberg, the CEO of Facebook, had to say about video. Mark says, video is a mega trend. In a decade, video will look like as big a shift in the way that we share and communicate as mobile has been. So if you'll recall, mobile devices really changed the way that we browse the internet and consume information. Now, most of us, most of the time, are browsing on our phones. We're consuming content on our phones as opposed to the desktop. What Mark Zuckerberg is saying is that video is going to be the next big shift. And we're going to look back and we're going to wonder how we ever survived without video. How about another social media influencer by the name of Gary Vaynerchuk, who said, there is a bleep ton going on in video right now, and it's the number one way to capture the attention of your audience. Gary Vaynerchuk obviously being the guy who famously made a name for himself by recording a YouTube series for his family's wine business and then went on to become a social media and media mogul. Last but not least, Brian Halligan of the marketing automation company HubSpot said that 50% of your content in 2017 should be video. Stop looking for that blogger. Start looking for that videographer. Now let's talk a little bit about how to make video work for your business. What kinds of videos to produce? How much video should you produce? And what are the typical consumption habits for business video? To do that, I'm going to refer to a recent benchmark report produced by Vidyard, which is a video marketing and analytics company, where they took a look at over 500 businesses and over 250,000 videos and extracted some really, really powerful data that you can use as a benchmark for your video marketing activities. Now, a quick note on the companies that were included in the study. The industries included high-tech, professional services, financial services, manufacturing, education, and healthcare. The company size was 35% of them were less than $10 million. 25% of them were between 10 and $100 million, and the rest were above $100 million. So certainly a lot of big companies in there. But remember, 35% of the study participants were less than $10 million. So they're not all big, gigantic companies. Some of them would be considered small businesses. So let's start by looking at how much video content these businesses are producing. The Vidyard study found that on average, 18 videos per month is what these guys were producing. That's a lot of video content. That's about four per week. Now, don't let that scare you because remember, these are, these are largely big companies, right? 65% of the participants in the study were more than $10 million. And I'm guessing if you're listening, you're not quite at $10 million yet. So these are big companies with budgets. Uh, and it's also worth noting that 
the professional services participants average 11 videos per month. So in professional services, slightly lower than the average, which <laughs> tends to be the case. Let's be honest, we tend to lag behind most of the marketing indicators. But also that video production spiked at the smaller end of the spectrum and the larger end of the spectrum. So small businesses, less than $5 million, produce more videos than their mid-market counterparts. And then again, larger businesses that are above $250 million also produce more video. So it spikes in the small business level and the really, really big business level. And the reasons for that are likely because, well, first of all, small businesses tend to be scrappier, smaller, more nimble. So they could probably push through a video marketing initiative faster and easier than their mid-market competitors. And also they're more incentivized to really kind of be at the forefront of these marketing initiatives because they want to go head to head with their larger competitors. And then obviously the big boys, they have big marketing teams, they have big budgets, they can afford to bring in a video crew and interview their executives and interview their thought leaders and produce this content because they have the money. So that, that kind of explains why you have a spike at the small business level and the large business level and a bit of a lull at the mid-market level. Now, either way, if 18 videos scares you, if 11 videos a month scares you, if you know even five videos a month scares you, don't get scared by the numbers because everybody has to start somewhere. If you're a solo professional or you're a small firm with a handful of partners, then these numbers don't apply to you. You don't need to shoot for 11, 15, or 18 videos. You can start with whatever frequency is doable for your firm, and then you can find the sweet spot that's going to work for you in the long term. But the takeaway here is that these businesses would not be producing this much video content if it wasn't working for them. The reason they're producing so much is because it's working, and that's the lesson that I want you to take away from this. Now let's look at some of the dynamics of online video consumption for these businesses. There's three key stats here that I want you to remember. The first is that 56% of business videos were two minutes or shorter. Okay, so most of these videos were less than two minutes long. Now you might think, well, how do you produce a business video that's less than two minutes long? Well, it's not necessarily easy. In fact, it's usually harder to produce a shorter video than a longer video. But the proof for why this works lies in the second stat, which is that 53% of videos, 90 seconds or less, are watched to completion. Now that's the goal, right? If you're gonna produce a video, you're gonna go through all this hard work of recording, producing, editing, scripting, filming, then you want people to actually watch it, right? You want them to watch it from start to finish. And if you keep it at 90 seconds or less, then at least half the people are going to watch it to the end. And the third stat is that the top 5% of videos get 77% of the views. So this is really interesting. It's, there's kind of an 80-20 rule thing happening here. Most of your videos are going to fall flat. <laughs> that's kind of the truth. And, you know, that's probably true for everything, right? And if I look at my, my podcast stats... Most of them kind of fall flat, but a few of them really hit it out of the park, right? There's a few major spikes in downloads on this podcast. And the same is true for video, that 5% of your videos are going to get about 80% of the views. Now, the thing is, there's no real way of knowing which those 5% are. There's no way of knowing which of the videos are really going to be, you know, massive successes. You have to just start producing. And as you begin producing, you'll discover what your audience, what your buyers respond to, and those videos will do well. Finally, let's look at the top five types of videos that the businesses that were included in the Vidyard study are producing. 
The first, the most popular type of video is an explainer video. So an explainer video is typically something you'll find on a homepage. It explains what a firm does. It explains what a business or what a company does. You'll find this more so in the software high-tech space where you'll have an explainer video that walks you through a product or a piece of software and shows you how it works. And these videos are usually highly produced, often they're animated, and they get across a lot of information about the business, about the company, about the tool or the software in a short amount of time. The second most popular type of video is a product feature video. So in a professional services context, this might be a video that outlines a particular service or a solution, and it walks people through how the service works, what they'll get in the end, some of the benefits of taking that service, and some of the features of the experience. The third most common type of video, and this is the one that I really want you to pay attention to because I think for the professional services industry, this is really the most powerful type, is how-to or educational videos. These are videos where you're educating your buyers, educating your prospects, educating your industry on how to achieve whatever benefits or whatever outcomes you help them achieve. So as a professional services provider, your value proposition is largely based on your insights and your expertise. And these how-to educational videos are a way of packaging your expertise, your insights, the things that you're really good at, and communicating them to your audience as a way of demonstrating your authority. The fourth most common type of video is a customer testimonial video. Now, we've got an entire lesson coming up on the show about customer testimonials, but the reason this is really effective is because nobody really cares what you think about yourself, right? If you make claims about your expertise, your authority, those are going to fall on deaf ears. It's much more powerful for your customers to say it for you. That's why this is the fourth most common type of video. And the fifth is thought leader interviews. Again, that's a really, really important one for a professional services firm. Interviews with your thought leaders, with your partners, with the folks who lead your firm, get their ideas out into the marketplace and let them shine. So out of those five most common types of videos, the three that you really want to pay attention to as a professional services leader is the educational how-to videos because those communicate and demonstrate your authority and they position you as a subject matter expert. The second is the customer testimonials. You want your clients to tell people how amazing you are so you don't have to say it for yourself. And third is the thought leader interviews so you can get your partners and your industry thought leaders ideas out into the marketplace. Okay, so now let's wrap this up with a really quick discussion on how you can decide if video makes sense for you. If you're listening, I would hope by now you're convinced at the power of online video, but you're not really sure if now's the right time for you to get started, and that's a fair concern. So here's how I'd answer that. If you're not producing any content yet, so you're not producing video for sure, you're not producing audio, you're not producing uh, blog articles, white papers, like you're not really doing anything content-wise, then I would say you should not consider video yet if the thought of producing video content scares the crap out of you. <laughs> if it's scary and you're not really sure how to go about doing it and it just sounds really intimidating, then don't start yet. Start smaller with another form of content that would be easier for you to execute, like blogging or like podcasting. Whatever medium feels most natural to you, whatever you think you can get started with faster and easier, that's where you should start. But on the other hand, if you're not producing any content yet, I would say you should try video content if you feel comfortable getting on camera. If that doesn't scare the crap out of you, if you feel like, yeah, I could probably pull it off if I give it a really good effort, then I think you should consider it because video is actually a very efficient place to start with your content marketing because video can actually easily be repurposed into three pieces of content. With one video, you could have the video itself, 
You could have the audio that's kind of clipped from the video, and then you can have the text. You can have the transcript from the video actually published as a transcript or even repurposed as an article. So there's tons of repurposing opportunities with video because you're getting the video, the audio, and the script itself. So it can lend itself to a lot of efficiencies in repurposing more content. Now, if you are producing content already, so you're blogging, you're writing articles, thought leadership pieces, or you're podcasting, anything like that, then I would say, yeah, you should start dabbling with video right now. Start small, start simple. You know, you don't need to hire a film crew on the first shot. You don't need to, to bring in lighting or to do anything fancy for your first few videos. You know, get a simple camera. If you have a DSLR, that's perfect. If not, grab your cell phone, grab your iPhone, grab, uh, I don't even know what the Android devices are these days, but they all have good cameras. So grab a phone, grab a simple tripod, point and shoot, put it up on YouTube and see what happens. And I've got some great advice for you on that coming up in an upcoming interview with Paige Wilhide, who is a video marketing expert. And we're going to talk about some of the common obstacles to getting started with video and how you can overcome those obstacles and start producing online video content. So that is a wrap on this lesson on video marketing. If you haven't yet subscribed to the show, do me a favor, head over to forecast.fm and you'll find two links there. One is if you want to subscribe via email, you'll get the podcast lessons delivered directly to your inbox once a week. The second option is if you want to subscribe via iTunes, there's a link there as well. If you click on it, it'll take you to the iTunes page where you can subscribe to the show. And while you're there, do me a favor, leave us a rating and a review. It helps more people discover the show and it tells me whether or not you actually like it, which is actually valuable feedback. Thanks again for listening. Tune in next time.